Coming to you from 27 miles west of downtown Chicago, you're listening to 27 West, produced by the congregations of Wheaton Bible Church and Iglesia del Pueblo in West Chicago, Illinois, and Tri Village Church, our campus in nearby Streamwood. Our purpose is to make this very large body of Christ a little smaller as we meet and learn from one another. Welcome to 27 West Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Murray. And today I'm joined by my co-host, Amy Salava. Hi. Live music by Amy Mueller. And our guest this week is Rosie Delgado. Now, Rosie attends our Latino congregation, Iglesia del Pueblo, and also works as a case manager for our outreach program at Puente de Pueblo. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's really cool to have you. This is exciting. So tell us a little about Rosie. Who are you? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in West Chicago. I am 28 years old. I I grew up in a like in a pretty like Latino Mexican family. Uh-huh. <laughs> My parents are immigrants from Mexico who um who just like who were here for the Ronald Reagan amnesty and then yeah. um they like worked you know they worked really hard and are now like citizens and have like gone through the whole citizenship process. They um you know they're part of the reason why I just like really strive to go to school and um and be the first in my family to get an education and um and part of the reason why I love to inspire youth and um and so I grew up in West Chicago I went to West Chicago high school my first two years of high school were a little rough I would call I was a little bit of a chola you know have you heard of the term chola Hmm, (laughs) it's like a Mexican gangster oh you know um so I, I worked you know I, will, I, like, had the eyebrows, and, you know, I would pull my hair back all the way wow. and wear really big hoop earrings and shirts with, like, smiley face uh-huh. and, like, oh. a smiley face on it and <laughs> a sad face, smiley face, uh-huh. you know. So, um, yeah, and um, and then... We're totally alike. That's exactly how I, <laughs> I grew up, too. That's exactly how yeah. you grew up. But after my friends started getting pregnant in high school, um, honestly, like, my whole group of friends ended up getting pregnant, and then um, I ended up... I was... I I, w- I always looked tough, so nobody really messed with me um, when I when I was dressed like this, <laughs> and um, and, um, and yeah, one day this this girl like said something to me in the hallway, and I got really mad, and I ended up like I ended up starting like st- starting to almost fight with her, and a bunch of teachers were like, "No, Rosie, you're not gonna do this," and um, came around me and like took me away. I went to the dean's office, and then. Um, I can't it, imagine you ever doing that. No. <laughs> I, I got to show you a picture. Okay. You're so like giggly and happy all the time. Yeah, I know. I mean, okay, so so how did okay. How did you go from being a chola to Rosie? Yeah, I I want to say like I went from being chola to homecoming queen. If I wow. ever write a book, Whoa. that's going to be the name. I, oh man. <laughs> I, could, we have, we, I like it. We know some publishers. We can probably make that happen. <laughs> from Chola to Homecoming Queen. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. It's a joke. But um, so I, I did. I went from Chola to Homecoming Queen. Pretty much that, that's what happened, that happened in high school. Um, my teacher pulled me aside, my my choir teacher, and was just like, Rosie, I care about you. You're one of the reasons why I come to work every day. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's students like you that inspire me to do what I do. <laughs> and he's just like, and he told me, like, I don't want you to do this. Like, this is, this is this is really dumb, like getting into a fight. You can just talk to somebody about this. So I learned that I could actually talk to people <laughs> and people cared. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and from then on, I ended up joining a bunch of musicals at school and plays. And then, um, 
just like really got involved in the choir department and got more involved with as a peer mentor and I ended up in color guard. I mean, wow. <laughs> so all it took was for one person to just say, Hey, yes, like this you don't need this. You. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And, so, um, so they saw something in you. Yes. And at this point, and so then at this point I just, I, and I was able to believe, believe them, you know, yeah. believe that there, that something was actually there that I could actually do it. So, um, after high school, um, well, my senior year of high school, I was asked to work for the police department by the <laughs> school resource officer, um, seeing my history, <laughs> previously being a chola and then turning a li- my life around in high school. Um, I mean, I was still pretty social. I was still really into parties and all this stuff, but they really thought, hey, you can make a difference in kids' lives because you've changed your life around at, in some way. Hmm. And, um, and so I ended up working for the police department as a mentor for younger kids that lived at Timberlake apartments. Wow. And now and now you're still doing that mm-hmm. today working with Puente de Pueblo. Tell tell us about that. Like how did <laughs> that all I mean, were you always wanting to do that? Tell us about, like how when that came to Timberlake and you were there already. Tell us about that. So, I was I was at Timberlake Apartments working for the police department and I remember like my third year into this job as a part-time student, I I kept seeing the church come in and like Puente del Pueblo be talked about more and more. And um, and a lot of what people talked about Puente del Pueblo was the fact they were Christians. Mm. So to me, I didn't know what that meant because yeah. at this point I, I wasn't a believer. I didn't believe in anything. If anything, I was at COD and I was pretty agnostic. I was like, no, I don't believe in anything. I don't, you know, I, I don't, and I don't like that these people are coming in and trying to talk to people about religion. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was really frustrated at the church. And then... It started to feel like they were repeating services, you could say, or that they um, that there was like, okay, why are they doing an after-school program and we have an after-school program through the police department? But I didn't know that. What I didn't know was that they were actually trying. The church was trying to work with the police department okay. to offer more resources. But it just felt like competition, like the same thing happening twice. Yes, and that's yeah. what I was hearing from my boss at the police department because I think she was scared of new people coming in as well. Mm. So I kept hearing man, these church people, they don't, they're just coming in to try to, like, to try to change people's religions and to try to get them to go to their church so you can pay money to go to their church, you know, and people just had this really, like, really bad idea of, of Wayden Bible Church from the police department because they had no idea who Puente del Pueblo was. Now, now who, mm-hmm. who was it from the church that was there? It was Aníbal. Who is my pastor now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, who, and it was him who would come knocking at the police department's door. Well, not the police department's door, but the resource center's door, and saying, "And saying, hey, can I talk to your boss?" And I would tell him that she wasn't there, and she was there, but she would say, "You just didn't like it." Yeah. Him. Now this is <laughs> Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> How did you say his name? Anibal. Oh man, that is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> we need to learn that. Hannibal. I know Hannibal. it is so oh, much better. <laughs> this is a game changer. Okay, keep going. So he was coming in and, and you didn't like this. No, I didn't like this. And even even throughout this time, some people from Community Fellowship Church, which is our neighbor church, yeah. um, they were volunteering at the police department as tutors. So I remember one of their pastors asking me, Rosie, so what is your, you know, what is your relationship with Jesus? And I told him, like, I can't I can't have a relationship with the crucifix that's on my wall. Like Wow. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And then he he told me, but there's more than that. I wish you would, like, 
hear that there's more than that. I want to talk to you about about that some other time because I remember it was during work hours. And then I just didn't I didn't understand what he was saying. So um, so then so I kind of just like brushed it off and was like, okay, I don't ha- I, you can't have a relationship with like an image or a crucifix on your right, wall. Right, right. And um, and then I went to I went to college, and um, and throughout college I, like, I started. So I finished my two years at COD because I was first in my family to go to college. I took a, the very non-traditional route for uh-huh. school. Um, after two years, I had to figure out what I was going to do about money um, because my parents had just filed bankruptcy and we had no savings because we had we didn't plan for college at all. So, um, so it was a very like it was a very stressful time for me. And at this point, um, I had like I started getting panic attacks. <laughs> And I thought it was like, it, I thought they were heart attacks. I thought I was getting oh. a heart attack. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. Just like from, like really with like with getting a panic attack because of everything that was going on with financially. And then I ended up going to the doctor and just saying like, hey, you know, I um, I want, like, I think I'm, I think I'm sick. And he was like, you're not sick. You just, you're just getting panic attacks. But at this point, I, um. I because I was so afraid to get sick, I um I lost like 120 pounds. I went on this like crazy weight loss journey and lost 120 pounds. And then um and then at this point I'm like 20 20 years old and I'm losing and I lose 122 pounds and then I'm still in this party scene because I'm like social. I've always been a social person uh-huh. <laughs> and um and I can't tell like this uh, I can't tell like what kind of attention I'm getting from these guys at parties anymore. Because before it was like, I want to be your friend. You know what I mean? And then it started being like, it was like I was a 20-year-old going through puberty again because my body had changed so much and I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, and so then I got lost into that party scene and like, and then ended up falling for like the first guy that really paid attention to me and that really like started um, to care, like you could say like to care about me. And then, um, and he... And he like, and after two and a half years, he like left. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. he just he did the whole ghosting thing. So like, I was completely like, I was left with like, I don't I don't know what happened. I just never heard from him. But wow. I knew he was alive. You know, I knew he was alive. <laughs> and um, and so that broke my heart. And after that, I just I need I was like, you know, I was tired. I was like, the, like nothing is satisfying. You know, like not like, you know the. The weight loss is not satisf- satisfying. This party life is not satisfying anymore. Like, nothing was enough. And um, and I was just, like, done with this whole idea that I could even, like, have any sense of satisfaction or any sense of just, like, of being okay with life. So, I know wow. that's, yeah. You had, like, an identity crisis. <laughs> I did. When I was 20. <laughs> that's a lot. I did. And I actually ended up gaining, like, half of the weight that I had lost. So then... Um, so then I was just pretty depressed. I ended up getting pretty depressed. But um my friends ended up inviting me to their wedding. Yeah. Um 5 years later, like after working for the police department and all this stuff, my friends ended up inviting me to their wedding and the person that was preaching at their wedding was Aníbal. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> exactly. And the crazy part is like he wasn't even supposed to but it's like a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> God so how did, how did that affect you? <clears throat> to me, it was like I, I walked in and I'm like, and I really thought like the, 
this guy. Like, I can't stand this guy. I know this pastor. I can't stand him. I can't <laughs> believe it's him that's up there. And at this point, he started talking about, like, love and um, and just, like, and like how God is the source of true love. And I just started asking myself all these questions about, like, finding your satisfaction in something else, something, like, bigger than you. But I wasn't convinced yet because I still had a lot of questions. So my friends didn't stop inviting me to church. And after they invited me to church a few times, um, because they were pretty new to church as well, they were like, Rosie, I'm learning this with you. We have the same questions. So let's do this together. So we ended up coming to church together. And after like six months of that, I decided to just give my life to Christ and surrender wow. to That's awesome. That that's so, yeah. such a great story. So no longer a chola. <laughs> good <laughs> and then a year after that I started working for Puente okay mm-hmm. so can mm-hmm. you just kind of briefly explain what Puente is yes Puente is a social services organization that um so social services has always been either um very government you know or very um or just it hasn't been heard of like the church doing social services a lot mm-hmm. so I love that Wheaton Bible Church decided to reach out into the community, which is what Puente is. It's pretty much the church is extending their arms into the community and saying, like, we are going to dive into this area, this pocket of, like, poverty or this pocket of, like, um, of need in the community. And um, we're going to dive in and we are going to and we are going to reach out to these people and we are going to offer services. So pretty much what Puente does is we offer um, social services, starting with after school programs. and then we go, like, we do wraparound services like case management. So if in our after-school programs we have a child that, you know, is, you know, right now doesn't have a coat because it's cold outside, you know, we start noticing patterns like that. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a coat or he's always hungry by the time that he's coming in. And um, and we, we go ahead and we follow up with the family. We wrap around them. We see, um, we see if we can provide their services or help them find, you know, helping find a job. Um, we do job coaching, that kind of stuff. Um, we uh, help them apply for jobs. We help them apply for services that they might be eligible for. And then, if anything, we just um, we constantly just try to see meet them where they are in regards to that. So Puente is an organization that um, was started pretty much by Wheaton Bible Church and Outreach Community Ministries to offer services to the community. So you so. started as an after-school tutor. Or what was your role when you first started at Puente? I volunteered for the after-school program. And that was because I saw a lot of the kids that I I was mentoring when I was in high school. I saw them grow up. (laughs) And and the church showed a video of all these kids. And and it was like a recruitment video for Puente volunteers. um, And to tell them, like, hey, there's a need in our community. These are the faces of the people that we serve. And then... um, and then I, when I, like, looking at those faces of the people that Puente served, I'm like, I know that kid. I was his mentor in high school. And then, um, and just seeing more and more faces like that, I think I saw, like, five kids I knew in that video. And I'm like, I need to go back. I need to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> so you mm-hmm. mentored kids at the police department before you were a Christian. Yes. And then mm-hmm. you mentored kids at Puente after you were a believer. So how, how do you think that your faith impacts now that you're a Christian like how how does your mentoring Mm -hmm. style change or what I have so much more like like I have I have the truth now you know right (laughs) I have I have something more to give them and I think um and I think even and even more like my 
my motivation is not it's not so much in numbers or anything mm-hmm. like that it's it is so much more in like these kids and seeing their lives be transformed by the gospel and like desiring that for them that's really cool mm-hmm. awesome now talk a little bit about you running for office <laughs> now, i didn't know this about you this is great <laughs> yeah i i ran for alderman when i was 23 wow and then i ran for um i ran for school board when i last year <laughs> That's such a young age to run for something. Yeah, I feel like. Well, it seems like you lived so much life at yeah. a young age, so you were ready for that. Yes, Rosie for president, twenty twenty. Oh, what do, do you it. think? Let's do it. It's so hard. It was. It was. It was really fun to get to know people in West Chicago, and that's part of the reason why I did it. Because I kind of like the campaign process, where you're getting to know people, you're knocking on doors, mm-hmm. and um, and you're, and you're talking to people about certain issues and you're being heard you know whether it's by people that don't want to vote for you or people that do want to vote for you and I really appreciate that process and a lot of the times I think it was I did it more out of frustration because I wanted I want to I do want to see changes in the community and I want to see um and I want to see like more voices being heard so um so that was part of the reason why I decided to run good for you (laughs) that's awesome that's cool now, um, <laughs> you're a Christ follower. How do you share your faith at work? Like, how does your Christian faith and beliefs come out through your work? Yes. So I think it's more, I think it's it's definitely just loving people. I know that that's like such a simple <laughs> answer, but it really is, especially in like loving people consistently and like for example I, right now i also live at hawthorne house i don't know if you know this well, I, what is that Tell hawthorne us. house is a house that um houses girls that have been runaways or hmm. homeless um in in dupage county and it's through outreach community ministries so i'm currently a house mom there that's and, um, wow. that's awesome it's i, I love it <laughs> is it crazy there it is. It are, is. There, are there any cholas there? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. No, there aren't um, because they're transformed by them. I'm just yeah, kidding. that's great. No, but they are, they're awesome girls. They're girls that are 17 to 24. But I feel like when, when it comes to doing work in the community or doing work with people that are vulnerable, like it's, there needs to be consistency. And, um, and I think like we can't, like when we when I look at my life, I want to look at like the relationships that I'm building, like not just within the church, but like outside of the church. Like how many friends do I have that are non-believers? You know what I mean? How many people do I do I have that are really trying like my love? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and it's and I think that's what kind of has kept me going because I I I haven't seen the gospel like the the reason why the gospel transformed me was because people were willing to reach out and and reach out to me even when I was like this rock you know what I mean that didn't want to be changed and um and I think like that's like and God definitely worked through those people to change me and to transform me and to bring me to him so I think my passion for the community my passion for the people that are vulnerable is just it comes from knowing that like that we need to constantly be out there and re- reaching out and building relationships. And it's through those relationships that people really are willing to listen to anything that has to do with Jesus. You know, <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's such a Great. cool story. Thank of you. Redemption. And how I just think it's hilarious <laughs> that Hannibal was the person that 
<laughs> was at Point Day, and now he's your pastor. He is. Does he know this? Should we? <laughs> should we bring him in here and talk? About this? He definitely Do you talk knows. it out with each other. <laughs> he definitely knows That's this. Funny. <laughs> so you were doing a lot of the same stuff in high school that you were doing after you started working at Puente. Yes. You just weren't a Christian. Mm-hmm. So what, like, what advice would you give someone who maybe is 18 or 19 years old? They're doing, quote unquote, good work. They're mentoring. They're doing all these awesome things, but they're just missing Christ. Like, what would you say to them to kind of encourage them to, to maybe even change their life and be transformed by Christ? Yeah, I think, I think when it comes to, when it comes to that question, it's so true how sometimes like we being good is, is harder, you know, being like a good non-Christian is like almost harder to reach those people because you think like, Hey, I'm good. I'm doing all these things. Um, it's like, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need God because there's almost like this, this idea that like you need to be hurting or you need to be, um, to have a horrible past in order to actually need something better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but I think, like, my advice to them is just, like, like that's, it, at the end of the day, it's, like, that's not satisfying. Like, that's not mm-hmm. going to satisfy you. Like, there's, you know, it's, like, there's that, um, there's a space that really only God can fill. And it's, and it's, and whether it's, whether right now they're not, like, feeling it or not needing it, there's always, like, no matter how much good work they put in, um, like, it's not, it can change people's behavior, but it's not going to change their, it's not going to change their heart. Because at the end of the day, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like they can be really good people doing good things, but like, there's no greater pur- purpose. Right. And, um, except for like, hey, we're, um, we're, we're helping and that, and that's, that's it, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, when, but when you like, when you throw the gospel in the picture, it's like, man, it's like life changing. And it's like, it's, it's, it's not just life changing, but it's like, it's definitely like it's transforming. And then it's like, it's something that you can just, that you can then like pour out to other people mm-hmm. and that you can see spread. It's like, yeah. Cause <laughs> if, if you spend your time changing behaviors, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get really tired and it's faster to mm-hmm. change behavior. It takes a little more work on the front end though, to change the heart. So the behavior follows the heart. Yeah. And that's actually, and that's actually what I noticed. It was that, then it it was up to me, you know what I mean, to to do, make all these changes. And then it was up to me if if I failed. There was always that pressure that if I failed, or for example, when I worked at the police department and I got caught, like, and I was partying still, because I was still partying when I worked at the police department. Um, and for me, it was like I can't, like, if I get caught and I'm working for the police department and I get like, and and at one of these parties, a police officer shows up. And then they realize I work for the police department. I'm done. Like mm-hmm. my whole, my, like my work history is like, it's done, tarnished, you know, yeah. and tarnished. And I am not who I worked all this, you know, all this time to be. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like this whole, like, that's it. That's like where my identity lies. But when you have the gospel, you have so much more knowing that it's not up to you that, um, that he did it all on the cross and that you are a child of God. You know, that's awesome. And no one Thank can take you. it away. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. We're going to move. We're going to move on. Okay. Sounds um, good. But we're going to do this seg- a segment, word association. Okay. Have you ever played word association? Basically, we just tell you a word and you say the first thing that comes to mind. We'll, we'll show you an example. Go ahead. Give me a word. Coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. whatever comes to mind. But we're going to so. put a little twist on it. 
Okay, sounds good. Because I want you to imagine what you were like when you were 15 years old. Oh my gosh. So we're going to do 15-year-old Rosie word association, and then we'll go back and do now Rosie. Okay. So we're just going to see how different you are. All right. All right, Amy, do you have some word association music? I do. I love this part. All right. I'll do 15-year-old word association. All right. Family. Um, close. Religion. Catholic. Good times. Party. Hobbies. Soccer. Purpose. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Music. Bachata. (laughs) Movies. (laughs) Selena. Yes. (laughs) Favorite food. Chinese. All right. I love Chinese. Okay, now, Scott, you want to do the present day Rosie sure. Word Association? Now. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Family. Church. Religion. Christian. Good times. Good times. Um, all the time. All the oh. time. Oh. <laughs> Hobbies. <laughs> Hobbies. Um, uh, reading. I like reading. Yeah. Purpose. Mm-hmm purpose um, my life you know <laughs> it's got a purpose <laughs> music music ooh bachata still <laughs> that hasn't changed movies <laughs> selena hasn't changed <laughs> and favorite food and favorite food i would say um i love indian food oh yeah oh indian nice food. yeah you really grown <laughs> i know that is crazy so yeah i've gone for i've just moved countries that's it that's right <laughs> except for selena except for selena yeah yeah and what's changing. that music you were saying what's it Bachata? called yeah what is that just it's like it's a type la- of music or it's latin dance music oh yeah. i love that already it's so fun. you like the dance I do. I do. <laughs> I love the Latin dance music. If this were not a podcast, we'd probably be dancing. Right now. <laughs> or we are, and just no one can see it. All right, here's the next question. If you were stuck on a deserted, or it's desert, we don't know. We're so, do you know, the what's the difference between a desert island or a deserted yeah. island? I don't know, but like. Yeah, I think it's a it's a deserted island. Okay, right? isn't desert island I just like, like one that's oh, remote? So happy. But yeah. there's people there, and I think deserted is like there's no one there. Yeah, exactly. So yes. we'll go with deserted island. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. If you were stuck on a deserted island, which Bible character would you want to be with? Oh, that's a good question. Yep. I think I would want to be with. I think I would want to be with Paul. <laughs> Why? Just because he's so encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sometimes. <laughs> what about you, Amy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is. Well, <laughs> my go-to answer for this question is always Noah, because yeah, he, he build, could build yeah. me an ark <laughs> and we could get out of there. Yeah. Unless it, there was no gopher wood on the <laughs> island. We could. We could find something. Yeah. Maybe some bamboo. Yeah. Does yeah. bam? Yeah. That would. It's light. It floats. Yeah, it does. Maybe it wouldn't hold us, though. Yeah. I'll go, and he can stay back. That's good. I love that. Yeah. That's such a good answer. What about man. you, Scott? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, as you were given, I didn't even, I don't really have an answer. Me neither. <laughs> um, I'll go random. Uh, Samuel. Why? Because if there was ever, like, an errand to do, 
I'd be like, who's going to run the errand? He'd be like, here I am, send what me. What errands do you have on I don't know. Like, island? Like, <laughs> like, hey, there's nothing hey, there. We need to go to the other side of the island and get a coconut. Who's going to go? And he'll be like, here I am, send me. <laughs> and I could just hang All out right. with my coconuts. That's, yeah. that's good. I mean, depending on how big the island is, it could be like two weeks before he gets back. Well, the, a little alone time would be good. You're probably right. Even on a deserted or desert or dessert <laughs> island. Can you Ooh. imagine being on a dessert island? I know. I what what, what dessert? dessert? Oh, this is good. What dessert would you want on a dessert island? I, I would just want it to be all whipped cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if the trees could be made out of whipped cream. Oh, man. I'm more of an ice cream guy. Mm. I think I would good. just have like dark chocolate. Oh, my god. Like gosh. the tree trunks would just be made of dark chocolate. Wow. <laughs> just like take a piece off and eat it. That would be cool. That sounds delicious. Mm. But then I might get thirsty and salt water just isn't as refreshing as That's it right. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a question we love to ask. If you could stand on a soapbox against something right now, what would it be? Scott, do you have do you have one today? Yeah, I do. And it's very sensitive. Oh, okay. Um it's oh. it's the it's the um the chip on my bank card. <laughs> my my yes. bank card chip goes out a lot. Hmm. And now I and I always forget to call the bank for a new card. It's the same number, it's all that stuff. Right. So every time I go say to Costco, I know that I have to stick it in the chip reader three times before I can swipe it. Why can't I just swipe? That's what I don't understand either, because they're always like, Oh, this happens all the time. Just swipe it. Then this fix time. it. And I'm like, why can't I just choose to swipe it the first time? The chip is up. not faster I'm than so the swipe. I'm so worked up about this right now. But I do think you should just get a new card. That would <clears> probably <throat> fix your issues. Yeah, I think a new card would work, probably. Yeah. What about you, Amy? What do you have? I'm glad you asked. Amy's really good at this. I can tell. <laughs> I have a long list of things that I'm against. Yeah. Um, You guys know the, the sandal called the Chaco? Oh, Chacos. Yes. I mm. love Chacos. Nope. They're my jam. They're so great. My issue with them, though is that people wear socks with them. <laughs> and it's not a sock shoe. They're sandals. And this goes for every sandal in general, like um, Birkenstocks, flip-flops. Like, they're not made to be worn with socks. But my roommate does this all the time. She'll walk out of the house. Like, the other day, it's the middle of winter. Yeah. And she had socks on, and I was like, why are you putting your Chacos on? And she was like, because I'm tired of wearing boots. Yeah. And I said, well, can you just, like, not wear, like, a tennis shoe? She's like, no, I just like socks with Chacos. Oh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't deal with that. It just looks bad. I mean, if you were on a cruise with, like, senior citizens, I could see. But here's the thing is that her Chacos have a toe strap. Oh. So she has to, oh. like, readjust the Chaco to make the toe strap go down so that she can fit her sock into it. And I'm like, that is so yeah. much work. That's a lot that of work. Lot of That's work. a good soapbox. Yeah, and I just don't think it looks good. And she was wearing patterned socks with her pattern Yeah, chocolate. I was going to well, say. Well, that's where the personality comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have an excuse to so wear So every time socks. she wears it, I mean, people call them Sockos. It's like a thing. If you search for that on Instagram, <laughs> so like, it's a goodness. whole hashtag that a bunch of people use. They use Sockos. Now, Rosie, how are you going to top those two? I don't know. Those are hard. Yeah. <laughs> good, good luck. Go ahead. I don't. What's your soapbox? I, I, I really, you guys, I really That's did okay. think about this, but I forgot. Was you, it serious yeah. or was it funny? No, it was funny. Yeah. I have one that I don't want to make the air. What? What? How come every time there's like a newscaster and they mm-hmm. say it's like Spanish and then they say an American name, it there's no at all. 
accent or vice versa. What do you like, mean? over here today in McDonald's, a man named Dilly Villa walked around, and, like, their whole voice changes. That's like how um, Rosie says Hannibal. It's so, how do you do that? It's code switching, you know? Code switching? Yeah. Is that like, what it's called? Yeah, it's called code switching. It's like, you know how to talk to people. Like, I talk to you different, like, it's so, it's so crazy. Like, if I'm speaking to you in English, my voice is higher. Okay. And... Like, and it's, my voice is higher, and I, for some reason, I I do giggle more. <laughs> but if I speak to you, but if I'm speaking in Spanish, for some reason, it's like, I go into, like, it's deeper, yeah. my voice gets deeper, and it's, like, and I get, like, a little bit more of an attitude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can actually code switch. I code switch as a parent. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, how's it going? Yeah. Get in the car. Exactly. Go, like, yeah, That's I get so that. true. Yeah. You switch. So and I and Code we do switch. that with languages all the time. I don't know too. if that's gonna make the podcast, but that was no, uh, that's good. But that was it's, a lot of fun. It's really it's true. It's true. It's like yeah, if como si te estoy hablando en español, mi voz baja. Oh. You know, if I speak to you in Spanish, my voice like my voice Spanish was your first language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rosie, what is a soapbox that you would stand on? I think it would be um people at the gym um who normally <laughs> All right. So there's like, there's a few gym ones. You know what I mean? You go to a gym and people who are definitely like, it's the whole, like not doing anything while they are taking up like a machine or something. So it's, it really bothers me. I mean, that's that's just wasting time when you want to be on the machine. Yes. And I was thinking of that just because like you, you want to be in a machine and then they're just standing there and they're on their phones or you want to get on like you want to you want to get on the weights and then they're not even using them mm-hmm. and i just think it's so rude it's common so courtesy <laughs> yep yeah like that's definitely one of them and then um and then in a more serious one i think would definitely be people that have asked me like rosie well um you've done all these things like you don't you don't act like you're mexican or um and i'm just or you you don't act mexican and it's like mm-hmm. and for me it's like well they're what what are mexicans supposed to act like right, you know right. um or people asking me like you don't look mexican and it's like well what is a mexican supposed to look like um and or just like the whole i've gotten the whole like well you don't um you don't have an accent you know but you don't have an accent and it's like well i don't you know not all Mexicans have an accent. So I think it's just like, and Mexican is who I am. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not what I act like. It's not a behavior. It's like, it's my race. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, so, don't put me in a box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've actually had conversations with people mm-hmm. um, and like, I'll, I'll do something or, or, or respond some way. And they're like, oh, that, that doesn't seem very Christian because there's a whole stereotype of what a Christian is. Like, Always, you know, wearing a suit, carrying your Bible around, and and a lot of people feel like um, Christians can be judgy or stuck up, and so when you're just a real person, it mm-hmm. can be kind of the same thing. It's just it's who I am. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. And my my sister has done that to me because my my I'm the only believer in my family. So my mm-hmm. sister, we've been on the phone and we like have gotten into like a an argument or something and then at the end she'll be like and you're christian <laughs> and i'm like like yes, that's I the am. last thing <laughs> it's like good one <laughs> well rosie thank you so much for joining us today thank you guys really, for having me really so fun, fun to get to know you hear your story um and thank you for reaching the next generation through puente that is awesome thank you no thank you guys for having me i loved it
<laughs> to find out more about our podcast and subscribe, head to 27westpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at 27westpodcast. 27 West is sponsored today by the movie Selena. Mm. Thanks to Josh Dix, Amy Mueller, and Scott Murray for being the best podcast team ever. (laughs) I'm Amy Slava, and we'll see you guys next time. See you later.